Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We roll along, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Gas on the Goodyear Hotline. It's a fun day. I'll tell you why I'm having fun. The primary reason I'm having fun is because I had an argument with Hembo and I won. And that never happens. Hembo's much younger than me, but the problem with dealing with analytics people is that they have answers for everything. So anytime you say something that is primarily emotionally based, all you can argue to say you're right is your emotion. And while your emotion is more important than numbers, it's very hard to quantify in an argument. So when you give me numbers back, when I give you emotion and, and that kind of thing, generally, even though I feel like I've won, I know that in an impartial, like in a court of law, I would have lost. But in this case, I think I won. I, this was like in SVU when like all of a sudden out of nowhere, Olivia Benson like finds a witness that no one knew was coming and walks in and says, no, he did it. And then and like we won. We, we found this late breaking piece of evidence that won me this argument. And I must say, it's put a little pep in my step. Feeling pretty good. Are you, how, how are you so certain of your, of your victory here? Was it because Bubba and Nuno agreed? Was it because of the no. Alex Cora information with the, yes, the Ash? Yes, that's why. Nah. Because any human being would look at those two pieces of data and say, Alex Cora is opposed to looking at your watch because a guy on the other team did, but he's all good with banging trash cans and winning a World Series fraudulently. So you're saying that is a disqualifying position that he took? And yes. So the, okay, and so thus I'm the, saying that his position on... What is and isn't sort of appropriate uh-huh. to do, it, you kind of got to, so what I'm looking for here, like you got to be a little self-aware. You know what I mean? Like it, it would be like me suggesting someone isn't particularly tough. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if there's a moment in which toughness is required, like physical toughness, mm-hmm. ability to withstand pain, discomfort, candidly, any source of 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 aggravation what's the most physical pain you have ever remember being in times it now uh no what was it's an, it's an interesting question what is the most physical pain i've ever been in have you ever broke a bone uh only voluntarily i had a nose job when i was uh much younger <laughs> rhinoplasty here's what i will say there was when i was a kid growing up we did not have school on columbus day all right and so all my friends we, we would play sports in the street i grew up in in, in the village in new york city and there was a, a, a street that we would play uh, hockey. We would have hockey sticks and a roll of tape, like a big roll of tape would be the puck. We didn't have a puck. So we had like a roll of tape. I don't remember what kind of what masking tape. I don't know. It was some kind of tape. And we didn't do this often. And I certainly never did it again after this day. But um, I was probably 12, 13 years old. I don't remember exactly what year this was, but I remember the event. We're playing and some kid winds up and like slaps the puck you know it's a it's a roll of masking tape and it hits me boom right in the spot you don't want Mm. it to hit you i mean right there and that was the day i learned what that experience is like (laughs) and as i recall i went immediately down to two knees and it hurt too much for me to make a sound like i couldn't i remember the feeling of i can't even i can't yell scream (laughs) I, I can't do anything. It hurts so much that I, I can't, I can't, my voice, I've lost my voice. <laughs> and, and that, I remember that so vividly. I, I, I'm trying to think, has there been another time when I was in like really bad pain? I, I think that is probably, certainly from a sports perspective, 
That's, I think that would be wild. it. That's wild. It's the worst accident of that kind you have ever been Most in. of the pain I've suffered in my life has been emotional. I mean, let's face it. That's, uh, that is generally speaking. Been well, you are a Jets the, fan. That's been it. I mean, uh, okay. I'm glad you asked that. The second most pain I've ever watched was when Adam Gase was the coach of the Jets. <laughs> the third most pain I've ever had is this year so far. So let's see if they can uh, leap up to the top there. Hey, tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. It's available wherever you enjoy your podcast. All right, next. I'm sorry, what? What? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, so we do I'm sorry, what here, uh, where I have Nuno select for me some of the most interesting sound bites that he has found and, and go a bunch of different places. I'm going to skip the Joe Judge one. I've talked about him enough and heard about him enough, and we've talked about them enough. Let's go to Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, the playmaker, on first take, as he is every Monday with Stephen A. Smith, talking about the Cowboys, saying, get your Super Bowl tickets ready now. I want everybody out there, Cowboys Nation, I want you to know. I want you to know, go get your Super Bowl tickets. Oh, God. Go get your Super Bowl tickets. Get them early. I'm trying to help you out right now because I know what it takes to win Super Bowls. I know what it takes to win championships. And I, 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 on every level, on every level, I have won championships. And there are certain things woven through those teams that I see now in the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm telling you, go get your tickets early. Because we will be in so far. I'm telling you right now. All right. So two things about that. One, my favorite moment of that was here. Stephen A. going, oh, God. Which was I think was funny. <laughs> the second is, I don't think he's wrong. This Cowboys team is different. All the things that have plagued them over recent years, and not even that recent, over recent decades, I feel are evaporating. Like, they are the team that whatever could go wrong does go wrong? Well, this past week, they did everything you could do wrong. Penalties, coaching, head scratchers, two turnovers essentially in the end zone, and they won in New England. I know that Brady's not there anymore, but that's still not an easy place to win. It's, 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 I understand they're 0-4 at home, so it may sound ridiculous, but look at the teams they've played at home. So I think that this might be the year for the Cowboys. I'm not telling you, if I had to bet an amount of money right now that mattered to me on which team is going to wind up in the Super Bowl from the NFC, I would bet it on Brady. I'd bet it on the Bucks because I, I have a hard, fast rule now. I'm never betting against him again. And when push comes to shove, um, when we get to the playoffs, I, I, I will roll with that. But if you told me right now the Cowboys are going to wind up in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be the least bit shocked. Not the least bit, would you? No, and I hate to admit that as a fan of the Eagles, but there's not, if, if the worst problem on your team is that your head coach sometimes forget how many timeouts he has or what down it is, you've got a really good team. Yeah, now that could become a problem. And, sure. and it, it's not that easy to win in spite of your head coach. But when your coordinators are as exceptional mm. as theirs seem to be right now, you, maybe you can overcome some of that. So let's come to my main man, Bubba, here, who is a crazy Cowboy fan and is on how many consecutive days now of wearing the Dak Prescott jersey, Bubs? I think 17. Ugh. 17 consecutive days of wearing the Dak Ugh. jersey. And again, they're on a bye, so you have to keep wearing it. That's uh, this week and then all of next week regardless because it's a bye. Yeah. That's correct. So now we're feeling pretty good about this. When, <laughs> when you hear Michael Irvin say that, what is your reaction? 
I'm looking at I'm looking at plane tickets right now. Let's go, <laughs> playmaker. Yeah, no, I, I agree with them. I think uh, what you're saying too. It's a it's a different Cowboys team. So uh, sorry, Stephen A. But we're going, baby. I think we send Bubba. What do you think of this? If the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, I think we send Bubba. Oh, he's got to go. I, I think we send Bubba. I know that uh, I've been told that we're not. I'm not going. The get up is not going. I just found this out the other day, which is fine. I got NBA stuff. I'd be doing whatever it is. So I'm not going to be in LA for that. But I do think if the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, we should send Bubba. Oh, yeah. Don't you think that's a good idea? There's a chance at that Sounds point like he's, a great idea. Yeah, still will not have washed that jersey. Yeah. You might still be wearing the jersey, and it might still be as soiled <laughs> as something can possibly be, and I will yeah. fully support that. It doesn't make any difference what it smells like. Your team might win a championship. They haven't won. How old are you? I am uh, 37. So the last time they won a championship, you were, what, 12? Yeah, roughly. Something yeah. like that? I mean, so... It's been a while. Roughly. So we don't. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so, I mean, I'm all in favor of it. Okay. I got one more. You want the basketball one or the football one? I got one more from football. I got one from basketball. Give me the football. The football is Mike Tannenbaum on Get Up With Us This Morning talking about Baker Mayfield and making this point. He hasn't played well. And it's the facts. It's the reasons. He is slow. He ran a 4.85 in college. He could outrun college defense linemen. He can't do that. He is short. He is slow. He's going to continue to get hurt, and you cannot pay him. He is maybe the eighth best quarterback in the AFC. All right. So that, I mean, that's it. When he first said it, we all kind of went, whoa. But then I just, as everyone else around me started talking, I just started jotting names down. So let's do it. I'll say a name. You tell me, is he better than, than Baker Mayfield? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Pa- Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying repeat the name. Just say yes or no. I'm saying you, but, the name. But your, your yes, no is unclear. Yes, is he better, is he better or not? Than no. Baker that was pretty clear. <laughs> that was pretty, that was pretty clear. clear. Is he better than, than, than Patrick, than, than Baker Mayfield? You're, you, you've got me confused over a simple premise. Is this person better than Baker Mayfield? Okay. Josh Allen. Yes. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Justin Herbert. Yes. Um, hold on a second. Derek Carr. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, there's got to be some other obvious ones. I'm forgetting. Ryan Tannehill. Is he better than is, is he better than Baker Mayfield? Would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or, or or Baker Mayfield on your team right now? Take contracts and anything else out of it. Ryan Tannehill. What do you guys think? Hembo and, and, and Nuno. Uh, excuse me, Bubba and Nuno. Tannehill or, or Mayfield? If Tannehill's the starting quarterback of the Browns, they are a contender yeah. in the AFC. Okay. That's right. Take right. Tannehill. So there's that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven. How about Carson Wentz? Would you rather have Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield? I'm, I'm asking you. You're the Eagle fan. I would rather have Baker Mayfield. Okay. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm probably taking Baker. Baker. That's the line. That's sort of the inflection point there. How about, I mean, he's better than Roethlisberger well, at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, then, then you're getting into these super young guys. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, um, uh, Tua, Zach. Mac Jones. Well, Tua, definitely not at this definitely point. Not. No, Mac Jones, too soon to say. So it's kind of hard to say. None of the guys in Denver. Um, so that's about right. That's right. But, <laughs> but, but so that's right. That's right. Ben DiNucci. So are you, <laughs> are you going to pay him like he's an elite quarterback? I mean, you're going to give him elite quarterback money. The debate is not, and this is what happened on TV today, and mm. it kind of descended into the wrong discussion. The discussion is not, are they better off with Baker Mayfield than, a re- than what their likeliest alternative is? That's not the conversation. The conversation is, are you willing to pay him to put him in the same financial neighborhood as the Dax and the, you know, all those guys? 
And I think if you do that, you are potentially putting yourself in a bad place. You know what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Coming up, one man who is proving that everything we currently believe about our national pastime is wrong. You'll hear it next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, this is Greeny. I am presented by Progressive Insurance. My guest on the Goodyear Hotline. We have a little bit of a uh, sort of break. I'm not going to call this breaking news, but I like playing this. Uh, it really isn't breaking news, but this is from Jake Trotter, who covers the Browns for us. He tweets, the Browns at this point do not fear Baker Mayfield's left shoulder injury is season-ending or will require surgery immediately per league source. Still waiting on second opinion, though. The doctor is getting MRI scans today. Still TBD on a status for Thursday's game against Denver. My reaction to that was, wait, that was on the table here? Like, I didn't know that was on the table here. But that injury looked terrible. I assume you all saw that. Uh, when he goes down on that arm, even if he didn't already have a shoulder injury, you would say, boy, that's terrible looking. Knowing he already had a left shoulder, like a tear in the labrum, you know, that, in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't be surprised that it could potentially be the kind of thing that knocks a guy out for the season. So that's, <laughs> look, no team has ever needed a Thursday night game less mm. than the Browns do right now. In a vacuum, I think they beat Denver, but they're not in a vacuum. Right now, they're, they're like a Red Cross. I mean, everybody is hurt. So I do not like their chances in this. They are in real, real trouble. You know, some things have been low on our to-do list, but life insurance can no longer be one of them. If you're like me with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. You need SelectQuote. SelectQuote's been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. 
Green Light with Greeny. All right, so Hembo, I, I intended to give you the green light here. My tease was um, that there is one man who is proving everything we currently believe about our national pastime to be wrong. Mm. And that man is Alex Cora. The Red Sox are halfway to the World Series, or halfway to winning the ALCS at least, and, and thus making the World Series. And I, I think so much of the credit for that is being given to their manager that my question was going to be, is Alex Cora disproving the idea that managers don't matter? He's a great manager. It doesn't change my opinion that he's wrong about the Correa thing. But I need to go back to that. Hmm. Because Nuno has suggested to me that there's another layer. <laughs> so if you're just catching up to me here, let me... Here's what I need you to do. I just need you to listen for the whole two hours, okay? Because I, I constantly need to reset all the things that... We are doing important things here constantly. And when you miss a little, you miss a lot. But here's what happened. Alex Cora excoriated his own pitcher last night for, quote-unquote, showing up Carlos Correa after inducing him to ground out to end an inning in a game the Red Sox were winning handily because the, man, the pitcher showed up Correa by doing his own sign back to him, his own little celebration of pointing at the watch. And Alex Cora has a real problem with this as it says essentially, that's not how we do things around here. And as we debated this, it was brought to our attention that as part of this discussion, we must mention that Alice Cora was suspended for a year from Major League Baseball for being a participant in a cheating scandal that won a team a World Series. <laughs> so the idea of clubhouse integrity strikes me as an odd place for him to be willing to go, at least publicly. And now, Nuno, you have suggested there may be further evidence in this trial. What can you tell me? Sure. So, Hembo, when did Alex Cora get to the Red Sox? 2018. And what happened that year? They won the World Series. And what happened a couple years later when MLB investigated the Red Sox that year? They got dinged. They got fined for the uses of the Apple Watch, correct? Well, not only that, they had their replay uh, manager suspended for a year because they were stealing signs. That's right. Now, while the uh, MLB didn't, they said that Alex Cora didn't know anything about it, would you not think that this is another level there and your justification or whatever you're trying to prove for Alex Cora being right is a little hypocritical? Oh, this is well done. This is great evidence. This Right now, Carisi has just run into the courtroom and he has just presented like the, the finishing touch on this case. That's an SVU reference, which is actually current, which for me is an outstanding thing. <laughs> I love that show. But anyway, the point is the evidence is mounting here mm. against Alex Cora being a credible witness when it comes to the integrity of baseball, be it the literal integrity, which we're talking about, or the theoretical integrity that you're talking about, meaning an adherence to the unwritten rules of the sport. Mm -hmm. How do you, on the witness stand here, Hembo, respond to all of that? I believe that all of those things are a part of a different conversation. Alex Cora is two things that we know for sure. One, he is a cheater, a blatant cheater who paid the price for it. Mm -hmm. He is also a great manager. What makes him a great manager, in part, is his ability to get the most out of his teams. And for whatever reason, his teams, this, this team being a great example, and, and last night being case in point, 
don't like to get too high or too low. He cares about the emotional equilibrium of his team and believes that is a competitive advantage for his teams. Just in the last series, White Sox pitcher Ryan Tapera talked about how all of a sudden things were starting to be kind of fishy. The Astros aren't hitting it on the road the way that they did at home. And they wound up losing that series and being humiliated because the Astros hit them like crazy in Game 4. That's what Alex Cora is worried about in all likelihood. He's worried about this sort of lighting a spark beneath this ridiculously good lineup that was favored to beat him in the series. So Alex Cora is a cheater. He cheated in Houston and he cheated as manager of the Red Sox in 2018 when they won the World Series. They rehired him because he's a great manager in part because he gets the clubhouse and uh, culture and creates an atmosphere for his players to thrive. And yesterday was a perfect example of such. That's a pretty good response. I, I will give you that. The, the two things are not... Apples to apples. I will grant you that. But mm. they're not they're not apples to elephants. To, yeah, <laughs> elephants. I was trying to think of one. That's pretty good. They're not apples to elephants. The, they are apples to oranges. They're apples to another fruit. I think it might even be a more similar they might be apples to pears. Which like, do you which which do you a prefer? A pear to me is kind of like an oblong Apple with like a nipple on it. I, I, I whatever that thing on the top of it. Do I have that right? Is that is that a pear? I mean, that's a stem, just like an apple has. No, a no, stem. no, no. They both have a stem, but right. I'm talking that the top of a pear usually goes up into like a. Yeah, but that's the no, the nipples on the bottom of the pear, is it not? No, the nipples not on the bottom of a pear. What are you out of your mind? The nipples on the top of a pear. I'm having a hard time imagining. A pear, the is, got, a pear is like a snowman, like a small right, right, right. snowman. It's, it's got like stacks. a base, and then the upper the upper the upper part of it is like the little head of the snowman. Right, it's missing the middle part. Yeah, that's right. It's um, in the middle of the part, and of the that's the part I was suggesting was somewhat nipular, but you mm. can use whatever nipular? Uh, 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 whatever term Nippling? you want to use for it. Uh, an apple and a pear strike me as yeah. close cousins, right? They're like first cousins. They're cousins. Don't you say? Yeah, they see each other annually at the reunion. Uh, for, and more than that, I think they like text each Holidays? other regularly. Holidays? No, no, they're, they're very close. Do they exchange like, a gift at Christmas? I think so. In they fact, do. I think they fa- they vacation together. No, that's yes. no, 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 no. They're, they're not that, that close. No, there's no chance they're that. Well, close. then, what fruit is that close? A peach and a nectarine? Yes. A peach and a nectarine are like indistinguishable water, from each like other. Like a cantaloupe and a honeydew are that close? No, a cantaloupe and a honeydew are much less close. First of all, they're not the same color. Second of all, they're not the same taste. They they're taste very practically different the texture. Same. They don't taste anywhere near the same. If I gave you a taste test right now, yeah. If you had to be blindfolded, okay. and I cut these things up. And I gave you one taste of cantaloupe and one taste of honeydew. You would get it in a minute, or at least I would. If I gave you some apple and some pear, you might not. How about that? No, that's wrong. A honeydew and a cantaloupe are like carbon copies. They're just different no, colors. No, no, no. They're, They're just totally different colors. Di- totally different. What's the difference? The, the, the honeydew is much sweeter. The honeydew is like almost, it's like honey. It tastes like it's honey. It's a little sweeter. There's a reason it's called a honeydew. I would suggest it is my contention uh-huh. that the apple and the pear are more similar than the, uh, the, the honeydew and the cantaloupe. No Stick chance. that in your pipe and smoke it. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase. Coming up next, we are going to get you ready for the start of the NBA season tonight in a way that no one else is going to. Don't miss it on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is Greeny. I am presented by Progressive Insurance. And as we get set... With all the football going on and the baseball playoffs going on for the start of the NBA season, which is tonight, two games tonight, and they're really good ones. And then tomorrow, basically all the rest of the teams, or many of them, are in action, and we'll have two of those games for you. I'll actually be at the Garden tomorrow night for Knicks-Celtics doing the pregame on ESPN. Anyway, we wanted to give you a little different kind of preview. And for that, we turn to our betting analyst, Joe Fortenbaugh, who's on the Goodyear Heartline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. If you listen to our show on Fridays, you hear Joe giving all his insight into the gambling element of football preview. And I thought we could do the same with the NBA here. So welcome back, as always, Joe Fortenbaugh. Greeny, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Let's get to it. Let's dive into it. Let's start with Brooklyn. Overwhelmingly the most interesting team in a variety of different ways. The Nets are minus 230 favorites to win the title. How would you feel about that bet? I wouldn't make it. And that's not because I don't think the Nets can go on to win the title. I just think at that price, you're not really extracting any value, right? At minus 230, what you're saying there is that the Nets have an implied chance of about 30% to win the title. That's a huge number. Huge. No Kyrie Irving. We don't know if he'll come back at some point. We don't know if they'll be without him for the entire season. And at the same time, how many games are you going to go out and win? Probably a lot, but you're dealing with a couple guys in Harden and Durant especially who have battled injuries over the years. Kevin Durant isn't as young as he used to be, obviously. That's how time works. But with the injuries coming off the Achilles, load management, things of that nature, I don't think you're getting a very good price there. What I would do with the Nets is that they open the season tonight. I would go ahead and lay the point at Milwaukee. I think this is hunger versus happiness, essentially. Brooklyn's going to come in very hungry. They went to a Game 7 overtime against this Milwaukee team last year with only Kevin Durant. Irving was hurt. Harden was playing on one leg for the entire series. They had these guys on the ropes. They're coming in very hungry for this one. Meanwhile, Milwaukee, they probably had a bunch of celebrating going on all summer. Good for them. They deserved it. I think Brooklyn's going to be the play tonight. I wouldn't play them on the futures market right now. I might wait for a better price if they slip early, but I would lay the point tonight with the Nets. Again, Milwaukee, a one-point favorite tonight, as Joe was telling us. There's also that little, I don't know if back and forth is the right word, but when Giannis said, mm. I, I, my championship means more to me than joining up with a super team and all that kind of stuff. If you don't think Kevin Durant took that personally, whether right. he acknowledges it or not, then I would strongly disagree. So if there's no value to be had in the Nets, is there anyone you would bet on to win the championship at this point based on the odds you're seeing? There's one team I put a little bit on. It's the Miami Heat at 25-1. to I think that's a very reasonable price considering two years ago we saw a great run to the title in the bubble. And then what happened, right? They came out last year. They had a pretty solid season. They did it largely on the backs of a good defense, top 10 in opponent defensive rating. So they go into the opening round of the playoffs. They give Milwaukee a test in that first game, and then they get run out of the building the rest of the way. I think so. a lot of people have soured on them because of that, and that's all right. They added Kyle Lowry, so you bring in a veteran championship presence to go alongside Jimmy Butler. I think the team's deep on the bench. We know they're extraordinarily well coached. There are some question marks in the East. 
Again, we already mentioned the Irving situation with the Nets. How are the Celtics going to do under new management with a head coach? What's going to happen with the Sixers and Ben Simmons? There's a lot that's up in the air, and Miami strikes me as a team. Balance on both sides of the court. They've got the depth. They've got the coaching. They've got the star power. They were in the finals a couple years ago. 25-1 to 1 is the price I'm willing to pay for the Miami Heat. No, I kind of like it. Joe Fortenball with us here, our betting analyst. How about the prop bet MVP? The favorite is Luka Doncic. He's at plus 450 is the number I'm looking at here. Would you look at him or would you look a different direction? I mean, you could play Luka for sure, for sure. He's going to put up monster numbers. This award, one of, the, one of the key criteria bettors need to understand when it comes to this award is that you really need to be targeting a guy who's going to finish with a one or a two seed, right? Outside of the year, Russell Westbrook won the MVP, averaging a triple-double when the Thunder, I believe, were a sixth seed that year. This award goes to a player on a team that's at the top of the heat. That's how it is year in and year out. We saw it with Denver last year in Nikola Jokic. So there are three guys I'd be taking a look at. Number one, James Harden at 18-1. to He was 25-1 to over the weekend. It's been bet down. Harden's on a team that has a very good chance to secure the number one seed. And while Durant is viewed as the best player on that team, Harden's going to put up huge numbers. A lot of people I talk to see this price and think Harden should be around 10 to 1, not 18 to 1. That's a good price right there. Two other guys I take a shot on Trey Young at 25 to 1. He averaged 25 and 9 last season. The stats are going to be there. I think what he did in the playoffs last season has made him more of a household name. So we're going to be looking at him and thinking about him as an MVP candidate early in the season versus how we viewed him in the past. And the Hawks have a chance to make some serious noise. Whether they get to a one or two seed, that's a bit of a stretch. But the win total for the Hawks is just shy of 50. They are projected to have a good season. And I'd also look at Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics at 30-1. to 1. Tatum last season was battling the fallout from COVID. He had talked about how it was tough to get back to 100%. He didn't feel great, but he put up career numbers. 26 points per game, that's a career high. 6.6, or excuse me, 7.4 total rebounds per game, that's a career high. 4.3 assists per game, that's a career high. He had a big season. And if Boston turns it around, he's going to be a big reason why. At a price of 30-1, to Tatum is like right on the fringe of breaking out to being one of the NBA's elite. If he isn't already regarded as such, I think that's worthy of the bet as well. Oh, I like that one a lot. I I believe he is going to win an MVP award at some point in his career. I don't know if his team is good enough based on the previous criteria you were talking about, but I do right. like it at that number. Joe Fortenball, one more. Rookie of the year is not the highest profile group that we've seen in recent years, but you've got a few names in there like Cade Cunningham that you know. What direction are you looking at for rookie of the year? I'd go deep on this one. Uh, Trey Murphy was 80-1 to for the New Orleans Pelicans when I bet this uh, after the draft. We talked about it on Daily Wager, ESPN2, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. That's how you plug Greeny. You know Mm -hmm. it. I know it. We got to slide it in there. Mm -hmm. But Murphy, since then, has been bet down to 50-1. to And there's a good reason why. He's going to get plenty of playing time with the Pelicans this season. He's a 3 and D wing. He can knock down a 3, which is something that team desperately needs. At Virginia, he was a fantastic 3-point shooter. He plays very good defense. He's on a team that should get a lot of recognition. Zion, early in the season, we're not sure when we're going to see him. We're not sure how much we're going to see him. And with an award like this, I want to at least I want a profile that has at least one long shot in there. Trey Murphy currently at fifty to one. I take a look at that. All right, just outstanding. Joe Fortenbaugh, who you hear on Countdown to Kickoff on ESPN Radio, and our betting analyst, and as regularly as we can get him here with all of this insight, which I think is so valuable in this day and age. Joe, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy the start of the season. We'll check in in a few days. You too, Greeny. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, Joe Fortenbaugh with us here on ESPN Radio. I really like it. All right, there's only one thing left, one piece of business left to be done for today. And that is that I've got to tell you who I believe 
is going to wind up winning the championship. And I can tell you right now, I don't think it's the team or the teams you're expecting me to say. Hmm. I will give you my list in exactly 60 seconds after this word from DraftKings. It's been a great start to the NFL season. It's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. You can get in on the action now. It's simple. You pick a lineup. You stay under the salary cap. You see how you stack up against competition. You'll feel the action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. I play it every week. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app right now. Use my name, Greeny, as the code. This week, new customers will get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you enter the code Greeny, a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code Greeny, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, so my green list today on the day that the NBA season gets underway, the 75th anniversary of the first season, and by the way, they're going to be releasing over the next three days the all-time 75 great players. Mm. And I was talking with Wilbon and Jalen about that last night, about the names that will show up on the list. I love that stuff. You know me. I, I like the historical context of this. So I'm looking forward to seeing those names. But anyway, these will be in order. The five teams I think are likeliest to win the championship, not based upon the odds, but based upon the circumstances. Number five. At number five, I'm going to throw Golden State into the discussion because I think if everything goes right, they have a chance. Now, you're going to hear me say that a lot. If this happens, then that happens. There's a lot that has to go right here. And one of those things may be some more wheeling and dealing before the season gets underway or not underway. But before we get to the trade deadline, but with a healthy Clay Thompson, some of the additional reserves, and I don't mean backups, but I mean like additional reserves in terms of power and basketball excellence. I, I think the Warriors with Steph and Clay and Draymond and the group that they could put around them and maybe a little shrewd move here or there, they're a team you can't discount. Would I bet on them to win it right now with the amount of money that mattered to me? Absolutely not. But I do not think they can be discounted because that's one of those that if everything goes right, I think they do win it. I think they have an excellent chance to win it. So I would put them in the list at the bottom at number five. Number four. Speaking of risky, I'm going to mention the Clippers. And here's the reason. The Clippers are 18 to one to win the championship. But that's not even my reasoning. My reasoning is if Kawhi Leonard does play for them at any point this year, why can't they win the championship? And they almost beat Phoenix in the conference final last year without him. Paul George really elevated. Playoff P, all that kind of stuff. Like, he played well, really well. He had some huge nights. I think that stuff carries over. Now, I do not expect to see Kawhi Leonard this year. And if he doesn't play, then they have no chance of winning the championship. But it's another reason why, like I said in the first one, I think you have to say it out loud. Because would you agree with my assessment that if Leonard does come back, let's say, I don't know, we get to February or March, and Leonard is at that point. He got, see, the thing is he got hurt in June. That's really bad. It's a partially torn ACL. It's not a fully torn ligament. With his history, I don't think you count on him to play at all. 
But Nuno, would you agree with me that if they do get back Kawhi, you cannot discount the possibility of the Clippers winning the whole thing? I still think that's asking too much. Uh, I do disagree with you on this one. Okay, so, so you would have, you would have more than than I have lined up in front of them, meaning of other teams you could see. Well, let me give you the rest of my list, and then we'll check in. Number three, three. I have the Lakers. Now the Lakers are old. I've been going over a ton of notes. Like they are old. They're going to have to figure out a way to work their way into the the postseason, and I think they're counting on Russell Westbrook to do a lot of that. Just carry the team with energy and all that kind of stuff so that these other guys, LeBron you know about obviously, Davis who was injury prone, Carmelo and all these other guys who are up there in age, you kind of got to nurse them through. And in particular in the case of LeBron, not asking him to do everything over the course of an 82-game season because Russell will gladly do all of that. (laughs) If you told me right now they were going to be healthy when we got to the end, then I would say, oh yeah, they're to me the second favorite. But that's a big if. I'm not saying it's as unlikely as Kawhi Leonard coming back, but I, you cannot discount the risk of the Lakers' age and history of injury becoming a major factor in their pursuit of a championship. So to me, I would put them third on my list. Number two. So I've got the Nets. You don't need me to explain to you all the potential things that could go wrong with the Nets. I talked about it on TV this morning with Legler. If you could take out the possibilities of injury and drama, they would be an overwhelming favorite. I think they would win hands down. I'm not sure they wouldn't sweep their way through the playoffs, inclusive of everyone. If you told me right now those three guys, plus the supporting cast, are all going to be there, they're going to be healthy, and they're going to be motivated. But those ifs are so enormous that I can't put them at number one. I just don't trust it enough. It's not just Kyrie, but obviously at this point, he's the overwhelming number one factor in all this. But when I look at all of that, the major question marks about the Lakers and the major question mark uh, marks about the Nets and everything else. Number one, I arrive at Milwaukee. I think if you want to make the safest pick, they may be it. They show up with their hard hats and their lunch pails and they play. I was talking to Wilbon about this last night and he was telling me, that a lot of times his view of it is these teams, when they win a championship, it increases them. Once you get that one, you know, you sort of break the seal on that title that it takes, it it elevates Giannis to an even greater place. His level of confidence, his level of belief in himself and his group around him elevates. And so his expectation is they get even better, not just the addition of Dante DiVincenzo and whatever else they may do, but just Giannis himself gets better and the team gets better for having won it last year. And so that's my number one pick. If you told me the Lakers were going to be fine, I would take them over the Bucks. If you told me the Nets were going to be fine, I would take them over the Bucks. But I can't tell you that, and I'm not 100% sure I buy either case. So I'm going with the Bucks as my number one choice to win the championship. Nuno is my vice president of basketball. Acumen, what do you think? I mean, it's a nice, safe pick. I think when you look at all these teams as you're doing, there are so many... Uh, question marks that they all have I've actually and I don't know why I've done this to myself but I actually like the Nets as they are constructed right now without without, Kyrie without Kyrie I feel like this is one of those years that Kevin Durant might become be the MVP lead the league in scoring and that they get to a finals even without Kyrie I agree with that I, I don't let's put it this way if they have all three guys I think it's unfair if they have Durant and Harden, then I, I agree with you, they're the best team. But you still have to then factor in the possibility of injury. 
Durant is still a guy who had the, the Achilles. And Harden is a guy who had injury problems and has had them historically and has had playoff disappointment, although I think he'll be much better with Durant sort of as the lead dog in that uh, regard. So I'm with you. The best bet is the Nets. If, if you have to bet an amount of money that your house to But the whole thing could implode so badly that you just don't know what direction it winds up going. We'll find out tonight. They play tonight. You get Nets, Bucks, Warriors, Lakers tonight. That's a really good doubleheader. And then we'll have our games starting tomorrow night, which I'm really looking forward to being a part of this year. So it's going to be great. Enjoy the games tonight. And we'll see you back in better than ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.